eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning and welcome into the College Football Daily. It is Friday, July 22nd. I am Colin Kennedy, joined by Robbie Falk of Jeans Page on the 24-7 Sports Network. Here to talk a little Mississippi State. Obviously, a lot of SEC headlines have swirled as we've gotten through SEC media days. But I want to talk about the Bulldogs and what they might be able to accomplish this season. So who better else to do so than my guy, Robbie, right here. Robbie, thanks for joining the show, man. Really appreciate the time. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. So I want to start with just kind of the general perception and feel in Starkville as we build up to the 2022 season. How are people feeling around the program as we gear up for another season of college ball? Well, you know, I talked to Bud Elliott probably a month ago, and I told him there was a lot of apathy around Mississippi State um, fans right now. But I think that there's it's starting to, to pick up a little steam here. I think people are starting to realize that there's a lot of experience returning with this team. There, there are a few questions that you have to answer. But for the most part, this is a team that brings back the most experienced lineup in the entire SEC. I think 73% um, of the production is returning. They lost a lot of the wide receiver position with Makai Polk, but you return key spots uh, on the offensive line. You lost a pretty big spot on the offensive line, but key spots there in the line at wide receiver, running back, quarterback, obviously, and on defense, you return a lot of guys as well. And some players you didn't even have last year. So um, I, I think people are starting to kind of get a, a little more warmed up to the fact that Mississippi State could have a solid season this year. Hmm. So, okay, that's really interesting. It, it's cool to hear that the perception of the team is starting to change for the positive. But you said the word apathy, and I kind of want to know, do you think that apathy was a negative thing or do you think that apathy was just kind of it's this part of the year? We don't really know what this team is because it's as an outsider, it's rare to hear a fan base is somewhat apathetic about a team, like you said, that returns so much, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it really was negative. Um, I, I think there's a large part of the fan base that hasn't entirely bought into Michael each, hmm. uh, you know, he's 11 and 13 through two seasons, which, I think that you can give him a little bit of a reprieve in that first year with COVID. He had he had a couple of big wins, um, you know, and the team was really kind of starting to to mesh there late in the year. Uh, they had lost a ton of players to opt outs to to COVID. Um, several of them hit the transfer portal in the middle of the season, and it it, it turned into his youngest team he had ever had by the end of the year because he had 
two freshman running backs. He had uh, the top wide receiver was a true freshman. The quarterback was a true freshman, which he never plays a uh, true freshman for the most part at quarterback. So, you know, I kind of uh, – that that's kind of a mulligan year for me. Yeah. And then last year they they could have easily won 10 ball games, uh, which is strange to, to think, a team that won seven last year. But that team could have very easily won 10 ball games. And they – if you kind of put a microscope on it, they got better at everything last year. But there were some losses that they kind of let slip through their hands – and uh, they ended the season on a really bad note uh, against Texas Tech. They lost the Egg Bowl to a really good Ole Miss team, but they let that game kind of slip in the second half as well. So a lot of people had a bad taste in their mouth late in the year, which was strange because they were so high on this team going into the Egg Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a team that was just on the outside of the Sugar Bowl. Even if they beat Ole Miss, they wouldn't have made the Sugar Bowl. But you know, th- they were kind of on that on that verge there and on the verge of a really good bowl game and winning eight regular season games after winning four the year before. But I think the end of that season and kind of putting it all together that he's 11 and 13 and a lot of people think he's not willing to change. I, I think people just were kind of, like I said, apathetic. They weren't really mad. They weren't really excited, but they just kind of were, they're, they're not really behind Mike Leach at this point. I think that's starting to turn a little bit. But at that stage, early in the summer, I think that's that's kind of that was the case. So, okay, it's really interesting. I want to now shift to Mike Leach since we're talking about him. The end of the season obviously hangs over his head, but also, like you mentioned, there have been some unique struggles that maybe not even apply to him. So, I want to know what do you think Mike Leach has brought to this program that's been for the positive, and maybe what are some things he needs to adjust as he heads into year three. Um, the the positives that he's brought is I think even with that you know record that's not even over five hundred, I think he's brought some stability to the program. At, at whenever it had gotten real rocky, hmm. um, you know it, it it was Joe Moorhead went to two bowl games and beat Ole Miss twice and was fired, hmm. but I, that doesn't really tell the story of where the program was when he left. There was a lot of of discontent in the program. There was a lot of guys that were upset. At one point, you know, a lot of the players were kind of running things. They weren't coming to practice during the bowl camp. Uh, So it had gotten really bad. And part of what Mike Leach did is he came in and he was kind of no nonsense. And in a lot of ways, that kind of coaching style does not work as much in college athletics anymore. But I think it worked for Mississippi State. And it got the players in here that, I think really wanted to buy in and wanted to play for Mike Leach. And I think what you saw last year was a much more stable team. It was a team that might not have been ready uh, from a mental aspect to win those close games and pull off those wins against Memphis and LSU and uh, even Ole Miss, Arkansas, those games that were within grasp. But I I think that you are seeing a team now that – is very stable. I think the program itself is very stable. I don't think there's any locker room issues. I think that from a recruiting standpoint, you have probably the most talented wide receiver room and skill position room that you've ever had uh, from a depth perspective with the four stars that they have on campus now. Now, it remains to be seen what they're going to do from a production standpoint, but he's brought in with this offense an intriguing style that is going to be able to pull in some wide receivers that they have never 
been able to recruit before. Uh, Mississippi State's long been a a program that has been kind of ground and pound, has that rushing element. Even with dynamic play callers like Dan Mullen and Jim Moorhead, they were better at running the football than they were passing it. So it's been a complete shift in philosophy going from a, a program that since the beginning of time has run the football to one that's going to pass the football 80%. Um, I think that's, that's taken time to really kind of get off the ground, but the quarterbacks that they're recruiting, the, the wide receivers they're recruiting, I think it's, it's been a much more dynamic atmosphere for those type of athletes than it was in the past. Hmm. It's interesting because I don't know how many more times I'll ever hear no nonsense and Mike Leach in the same sentence, but that was an awesome breakdown. So while we digest all of that, let's take a quick commercial break here on the College Football Daily. We'll come right back with Robbie Falk talking more Mississippi State. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back here on the College Football Daily. Robbie Falk from Jeans Page still joining me to talk the Bulldogs. And I want to now get into this team itself, starting with, of course, Will Rogers, the Bulldogs quarterback. is seen as one of the better in the SEC, Robbie. But what's the outlook for him on a more local level in 2022? Uh, you know, everybody's excited about Will. He's a great leader, a mm-hmm. great locker room guy. He's one of those guys that, He's not the most physically impressive, physically talented quarterbacks of the bunch. I wouldn't even say he's the most talented guy in the room right now for Mississippi State at quarterback, but he's such a dynamic leader that it's going to be really tough to knock him out as starting quarterback at Mississippi State. Um, And, you know, he just commands a huddle. He commands the locker room. He's got that presence about him, such a positive influence uh, out there in the community. Um, he's, he's really beloved by a lot of the, the kids around here. A lot of people look up to him. Um, and he's the son of a coach. So his mind is, is right there. And it really him and Mike Leach are really kindred spirits. I mean, they're, they're two guys that really get it, uh, when it comes to, to the quarterback position and, and that offensive philosophy, you know, his dad has a lot of ties to the air raid offense, um, studied it, studied Mike Leach. Um, he, he's a real, really a, a really great offensive mind himself. And Will grew up in that. Will grew up around Gardner Minshew, um, who coincidentally played for Mike Leach. They watched film together at Brandon High School a lot when he was growing up. And Will just lived in a football locker room his entire life. And that's, that's really shaped who he is as a quarterback. So, um, and you look at, you know, his numbers too. Mm-hmm. 
you can say it's a product of the offense, but he's still got to complete those passes. And he's completing 73% of his passes. I mean, that's just an insane number when you think about how much Mississippi State throws the football. And you can say, well, he's not throwing the ball 20 yards down the field. Again, he's still got to complete those passes. They don't just give you those completions. And he's been so good at managing an offense. Doesn't make mistakes. Um, you know, he's not going to get out in the pocket and run. He's not going to scramble or anything like that. But he's going to make sure that you're moving the chains and he's going to complete passes. I think he is a guy that is tailor-made for this offense. Mississippi State didn't recruit him in the air raid offense. He was he was already committed to Mississippi State under Jim Moorhead. This just all kind of fell into place. I'm not sure that he is your starting quarterback at Mississippi State in a Joe Moorhead spread offense or in a Dan Mullen offense. I don't know if Dan Mullen recruits Will Rogers if he's here. But this just fit. It all came together perfectly for him, and he's going to go down as the greatest quarterback in Mississippi State history from the numbers perspective uh, when it's all said and done. Hey, really quick, I, I'm sorry, but you, you you threw out something that really caught my eye, especially when you say something like that, Will Rogers could be one of the statistically greatest that Mississippi State has seen. You said he may not be the most talented in that room, though. So who do the Bulldogs have in the chamber in the event they need someone to come off the bench or obviously in the future? Who is this guy that they're really excited about behind the scenes potentially? Their number two guy right now is Sawyer Robertson, who was a four-star quarterback coming out of high school, had options from around the country. Mm-hmm. And he he played for Coronado High School in Texas, which is right down the street, right down the road, whatever, from Texas Tech. They're not – I don't think they're very far from there. My geography skills are not great with, say, <laughs> Texas, but I think they're close to Lubbock. Um, yep. That staff is a air raid – they're air raid freaks. I mean, they run the air raid there like Mike Leach runs it. I mean, that he is a, he's still a legend in that part of Texas. And so he grew up around that offense, and uh, it was a perfect fit. He was Mike Leach's guy. Uh, so and he I, I feel like he is a more talented physically more talented quarterback than Will Rogers hmm. uh, right now he's not quite ready but if something were to happen to Will Rogers I think they would feel more than capable he would be more than capable of coming in the ball game and making some plays for Mississippi State he has a stronger arm I think he's more dynamic from a running perspective I think he would be really good and then they just picked up a, um, a guy last year Braden Locke another Texas quarterback who broke Kyler Murray's state record for passing uh, last year. So Mm -hmm. he's bringing in some really talented guys. And, you know, if you look back at Mike Leach, he's had these crazy numbers in his offenses in the past. Probably any of his guys are NFL guys. Um, You know, he hasn't had a whole lot of NFL guys over the years at Texas Tech and Washington State. So, and I think he's going to be able to recruit at a much higher level at that position at Mississippi State. Uh, you know, they're in on uh, Chris Parson, the Florida State, former Florida State commitment. Um, he's trending towards Mississippi State. And that's kind of an interesting aside. I, I don't know uh, what you have planned, but I, I'm kind of thinking there is a shift in philosophy for Mike Leach and his offense with the way he's starting to recruit quarterbacks. Um, Chris Parson is not your prototypical air raid quarterback. He's a guy that can really get out and run. He can throw it too. He's not, mm-hmm. he's not, he doesn't need that label of just being a dual threat quarterback. I, I think that he can throw the ball as well. 
so something tells me there's a little shift in, in Mike Leach's philosophy. And one of those things that hasn't been able to get this fan base on board and a lot of people in the SEC on board with Mike Leach in this conference is his inability to move away from being that pure air raid coach. Uh, all these great coaches that have come underneath him, Lincoln Riley um, and guys like that, have adjusted their offense, um, and, and he has not. He's kind of been what he is. If he starts to adjust his offense and he has a quarterback that can run a little bit, this is a really dangerous uh, lineup for Mississippi State moving forward. You know, you're talking to a native Texan, so Sawyer Robertson, Braden Locke, even Chris Parson, who resided at Duncanville High for a while, you're, you're hitting a soft spot with me. I can't wait to see what they do potentially for Mississippi State if Leach is able to hold on to all of them. I've got two more before I get you out of here because we were talking pre-show, mapping out what we wanted to talk about, right? And it feels like there aren't a ton of headline-grabbing storylines when we talk about Mississippi State this year, but there are two big ones, and I want to highlight them to close the show, starting with the tackle position for the Bulldogs. Yeah, you know, they lost the greatest left tackle in, in school history pretty much in Charles Cross. Mm. So you're not going to replace that. You're not going to have a better player on the field this year um, than what Charles Cross was, that left tackle position. I think he gave up two sacks all year in an offense that threw it like 800 times or whatever the number was. Yeah. Uh, so that's a huge loss. Their right tackle position can get better. They were not great there last year, but um, they have a, a tackle that I think is going to slide in there in redshirt freshman Albert Reese who came from the state of Florida, originally from Canada. And I look at this guy and I, something about him just says, you know, a, a future in the NFL. Yeah. He's got the body. I think he's got the ability. He just needs the reps. I think he can be better at right tackle than what Mississippi State had last year. So I'm not too concerned at right tackle as I am left tackle. Um, but like I've, I've said this entire offseason, State does not have to be great at the left tackle position. They just have to keep Will Rogers upright, and they've got to keep him in the pocket for a few seconds. Yeah. If, the, if they can find somebody there that can just be adequate, I think they're going to be okay. And, you know, there's a couple of guys there that are going to be competing in fall practices. Percy Lewis, he was the number one tackle in the country out of JUCO last year. Mississippi State fought off um, Auburn, Ole Miss, Oregon for him uh, and I you know you brought him in to compete for that left tackle spot and win that job mm. he's got to do that he's competing with um, dollar bill you call him dollar bill Quatrevious Johnson mm. big 6'9 315 big kid uh, that's a veteran he's moved around the offensive line they tried him in le left tackle in the offseason and he had a pretty good spring mm. those two guys are going to be competing there they just need somebody that can hold their own there. They don't need another Charles Cross, just somebody that can do a, a solid job. Hmm. All right, so let's close the show with this really quick. You're looking at the schedule. It's getting a lot of buzz, maybe for the negative, because it is a tough one. What's your realistic expectation for Mississippi State in 2022, especially when you look at this slate? I think they can win eight games in the regular season. I, you know, I think you look at the schedule and you've got two losses that, that you put in there already. Georgia and Alabama. And I think they will be more competitive against Georgia than people think. I think they'll be competitive against Alabama, but I don't give them a shot in that game. They haven't won that ball game since 2007. 
so they've only beaten Nick Saban one time. Uh, so I, you know, that's always a guaranteed loss for me. But there's so many games on there that are kind of toss ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a whole lot of games that I look at in the SEC and say that's a win. Um, but I think they could beat Auburn. I think they can beat Texas A&M. They've proven they can do that. And that is a game that's going to be dangerous for Texas A&M as well. It's at Starville. It's right before the Alabama game. Um, it has, you know, potential to be uh, a tough game for Texas A&M. So I think they can win those two games. But those are two important games. Mm-hmm. you got to go on the road and, and play Kentucky. And that's a place that hasn't been kind to you the last two times you've been there. You got to play Arkansas, who's beaten you two years in a row. That game's at home. Um, they should win their four non-conference games, and then you find a way to win three or four conference games the rest of the way. Um, but it's tough. It's a very tough slate. It's probably the toughest schedule in the country. I think it's especially the toughest schedule in the SEC. Not many teams are going to have Alabama and Georgia on their schedule. I guess State and Auburn would be the only two, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so that I mean, that's you got the the national championship on your schedule right there with those two teams. It's it's going to be difficult for State, but this team should be better this year. Well, we will see what they can do in 2022. But we really appreciate you, Robbie, for hopping on the College Football Daily. You at home, check him out on Twitter, and then feel free to subscribe to this podcast feed and leave a five star review for my guest Robbie Falk and my producer Jordan Maiden. I'm Colin Kennedy saying we'll see you next time here on the College Football Daily. It is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.